It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Slightly Crunchy Momcast. This is a podcast with research-based parenting information from a real-world perspective of two moms just trying not to like lose lose our shit. Try like our to, shit. We try not to like our... Do you our- like our... Hey, that brings you to my next point. Do you like our shit? Take a moment. Let us know. <laughs> try not to like our shit. Leave, a, leave us a review on iTunes. It'll help us out and help others help us too. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot happening this morning. <laughs> you're just... You're falling apart here. I'm falling apart. We should fire you. Oh, we should redo this boy. one. I'm Brittany. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. Everybody knows who I am. Do we? Not the new I'm listeners. I'm infamous. Maybe we have one new person that's listening and they're like, who's this other person? I'm Whitney. I am a nurse. Rhymes with Brittany. Uh, rhymes with Brittany. I'm we a nurse. We could have done something fun in the a title, but we did ICU nurse. Rapid response. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to school. I will never be done with school. It's going to be great. Awesome. There we go. Okay. Well, today we're talking about kids and chores. Ugh. How's your week been? Teaching those little kids responsibility. Well, okay. Well, funny story about chores. It kind of ties into this episode because, you know, we've had a lot of sadness in our home. What happened? Well, you know, um, I've talked to (laughs) I've talked before about how I don't enjoy all the pets. The kids she has want. one kitten and some fish, by the way. Well, when correction. she says all the pets, let me tell you, there's not plural. She you just Johnny said Sue. some fish. Well, that's what we're talking about. So this week was Alicia's birthday week, which just is very sad, you know, because what? we've experienced some death of the fish this week oh. On, oh, no. on her birthday week. <laughs> so, you know, I talked about before, like, I cannot for the life of me clean out this stupid aquarium without losing at least one fish how often do you clean it like once a month so monthly you lose a fish monthly and the the success rate like the death rate is about 20 percent. what is how often do you lose fish when it's not related to cleaning never okay so you're it's not i'm the cause yes slaughtering yes well one time i literally just before i bought one of those scooper nets i just dropped one right down the garbage disposal like there it went whoops did you try and get it out? out i didn't because i just didn't I didn't want to. Sli- it's slimy, and I, it, it. There's a, you know, you know. I always wait, think about. You, wait, what did you do? Did listen, you turn on the garbage disposal? I did. <laughs> it can't just be in there. I had to finish it. <laughs> finish him. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if I want to hear the rest listen, of this story. I have an irrational fear. Anytime I put my hand in the dish disposal to get something out i am afraid that it's going to be a stephen king movie where it the appliances come to life and the dish disposal turns on and i've got a single stephen king movie where the appliances come to life oh you 
are so wrong. You yes, there is. It's oh called God. it's called maximum overdrive, and it's about all the appliances just start. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, I believe I love you. Stephen King movies. Okay, I have never seen one. Especially like the oh my god, and you just tried to like fact check my ass, and you have never <laughs> seen a Stephen King movie. You need to back off. I am a big Langoliers fan. You're the one that murders fish. I, I, it was not. It was manslaughter. It was not intentional. <laughs> so, so okay. It's not intentional. The problem is, y'all know I've talked about it enough. I'm a bit of like a neat, clean freak, and I don't like dirt and scum. Well, this aquarium gets the algae on it because it's just bad. And so, I got a little brazen last time because my mother-in-law, she's like really into fish, and she's like, you can't clean it with anything but water. I'm like, well, how does it get clean if I don't clean it with anything but water? So last time, I explored with a little bit of dish soap. And Mm. everyone lived. And so this time, I'm like, you know what's even better than dish soap? No, Brittany, I don't. Clorox cleanup. (laughs) (laughs) So I sprayed it. I sprayed the rocks. I sprayed the inside of the tank. I sprayed and that. Shit was sparkling. It looked so good. And so I put it's the great. I put the three fish back in there. Okay, and I'm feeling myself. I'm like, I did not lose a fish this time. Look at them. You know what else I did? I just filled it up with tap water, which you're supposed to use like spring water because mm-hmm. of the chlorination. And I also thought, oh, they're fine. If they can su- survive dial, surely they can survive yeah. bleach and the the Mecklenburg County water system. It's fine. I well, figure with us having this conversation. Twelve hours later, these fish are not looking good, <laughs> and it is tomorrow. It was her birthday, and I called Michael after they left for school. I said, "Babe, I killed these fish," <laughs> and he's like, "Which one?" And I'm like, "All the fish." <laughs> and he's like, "And I said, well, they're not. They haven't floated to the top yet, so I need you to help me." Keep an eye on this thing because I don't want her to see them on her birthday. And I'm certainly not going to go get them out right now. I'm going to wait till they flush and then do it. Well, the next morning comes and, and, and we have this new nanny and she's so great. And she's like, I told her and she's like, do you just want me to go get another fish? And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe this is a better move. Maybe it's a better <laughs> Maybe move. Maybe you should just stop with the fish. So, that's what Michael said. He's like, we just need to explain to her. Or stop that, cleaning okay, it. It's disgusting. It has to be cleaned. You should have seen the look you just gave me. It's it has to be cleaned. It's gross. So nobody cleans the ocean. So the very kind nanny goes or the lake. Well, the, I'm not even going to entertain that. That's not just still water in a jug. So I, I the nanny it. went and got the fish. I she got spring water for the fish. I cleaned out the tank. I didn't use any bleach. I rinsed everything off. We put the spring water in the betta fish. So I go to school to pick up a lease that day, and I said, "Baby, I got to tell you something." Mm, tell me more. And I said, um, "Tell me, mom." I your fish died, oh, God, and she goes. She said, "Which one?" <laughs> and I said. All of them. <laughs> and y'all, this is why I know I'm not a great mom because I laughed as I said all of them. <laughs> because like it was just too 
comical for me. Like, I literally had executed I mean, three fish. I let's be honest. At this point, how many fish have you killed? So many. Do you think know. Elise even cares so, anymore? No, she does. So here's, here's what she cares. She cares about the replacement. So I said, but listen, great news. Good news. We got you a new fish. Mama, mama and this replaced one it. is pink and purple. I said, and listen, baby, fish are so hard to keep alive. Like, <laughs> they are just require Not so much. Not for everyone. And here's what she said. Well, no, here's what it reinforced. She said, you know what? Because... The day before, she helped me clean out the tank, and she was commenting on how she had had her betta fish for a year. And she asked Google... Did you kill that one, too? Yes. Okay. And she asked Google, how many years is one year in, in fish years? And Google said, five. And so she was like, oh, my fish is five. And she was like, you know what, Mommy? I was just talking to Ava today about how I've had my fish for a year. And she said to me, you know, I always... Ava said this. I always have fish, and they just die all the time. And I'm like, Yes! See, that's my point. They're very hard to keep alive. So, anyways, I saved the day. And by me, I mean the nanny. And um, I'm not going to be using bleach. Well, I am going to use bleach. But I'm going to wash it out really good next time. I think you need to get not have any more animals. <laughs> we got Sparkle Princess. Macaroni, macaroni Sparkle. Macaroni, who still yeah. attacks us. And you're She's slaughtering fish. What you drinking? What you drinking? Oh, my God. This That one. was a long fish story. It was hysterical. <laughs> so, this one is... It tastes like alcohol. It is a like rubbing alcohol, or it's it's not good. Urban (laughs) artifact squeeze box, squeeze box. It sounds dirty. What box you been squeezing, girl? You know that's that that instrument (laughs) where they're like, it's an instrument. Why are you looking at me like it that? It has a name. It's not a squeeze box. It's called a squeeze it's box. It's the, the what's it's it? an accordion. Oh, the but, accordion. But everybody calls it a squeeze I box. I've literally never heard anyone say squeeze box about an accordion. Also, you know who plays accordions? Losers. I have one at my house. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And my dad has a band and there's a lady that plays the accordion. Does he really? Thank God they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yes, my dad has a band. They I play know it he has a band, band, but does someone really have an accordion? And it's not really no. a band. It's a bunch of old guys right. drinking and doing whatever. It's a strawberry Midwest fruit. As and what here's now? another one. Ooh, shit. It's an 8.6. Oh, again. you're about to get drunk. Ooh, well, up? I think I've had this before, but this is a Southern Range Brewing you Tiny Ass Umbrella Hazy IPA and I like it. Okay, so we don't have anything to clink because I've got don't. a can. Aww. We have to do, we're going to buy a bell. Okay, Whitney, so we're talking about chores. What are we talking about? I've done a lot of talking, so have at it. What are the benefits? All right. So, <laughs> do your kids have chores? Let's start there. You've oh, said they do. You make them clean all day on Sunday. You are terrible for that. Not all day. No, 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 no. Uh, we'll get into that. Absolutely. Yes. Chores but are. But here's the question. Do you play Rod Stewart for them? Because I remember when I, I was little, my mom cranked Rod Stewart. And that's how I knew it was cleaning day. So, I do Who I do have bring you? Pandora. And Brooklyn. I also have a mic. And every now and then when a song comes on, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I have a love for karaoke one I specific karaoke, song actually totally clips of the heart but i'm like i can branch out i had a karaoke dj at my wedding like i love some karaoke yeah unfortunately i'm kind of aging out of karaoke and i'm accepting Aww. that it's fine but i still do it in my house <laughs> so i have a mic and every now and then Meyer likes to dance um so there was a study that looked at so the reason why we started talking about this whole thing is my friend who has 31 children in their own zip code <laughs> Her kids don't do any chores. And I'm talking to her about how she's overwhelmed by how dirty her house is. With 31,000 children, I'm sure it is. So, like, (laughs) I was like, well, do they not do anything? Well, no, they don't do anything. And she did make a really good point. She said, I found that houses that are more clean, the husband is always involved. Because, you know, I've been very upfront about the fact that my husband is very involved. Or you have a house cleaner. Or you have an OCD wife. That's you, Brittany, who kills everything. (laughs) 
So <laughs> <laughs> it's dirty. We kill it. We're gonna put Clorox on it. Bleach him. Don't bleach the cat. So <laughs> what it got me thinking: Do chores really matter? And is there anything of a benefit other than I don't have to clean my kids' room? Oh, absolutely. So, but statistically speaking, I can have that feeling, and I have lots of feelings, and they always end up wrong. So, one study that looked at about 10,000 kids looked at kids entering kindergarten and did a questionnaire with them, and then they re-looked at them at third grade. And they found that kids who did chores in kindergarten had a positive association with the child's perceptions of their ability to be social, their academics, and life satisfaction in third grade. And this was independent from their gender, their family income, and their parents' education. What was interesting about it is that those children without chores had a greater odds of scoring in the bottom um, quartile for their academic scores, their math scores, and they didn't have anything about the reading, but also they would um, score themselves less on their life um, satisfaction scores. They had worse peer relationships and academic abilities were less. Um, one study found that the best predictor of success in the 20s was children doing chores when they were aged three and four. Mm. And what was interesting about that study, when I looked at it a little bit deeper, is that it kind of backfired if you started those chores at the ages of 15 or 16. They found that they were less successful in their 20s. So my advice to my friend whose kid is 15, when I was like, give well, it have, up, have him clean his room. Clearly, I, that should statistically be thinking will backfire on them. But when they look at them, they, what they were looking at in their 20s was how were they doing on their career path? How was their IQ? How are they doing in their relationships with their families and their, um, is it personal relationships? Like when it's sexual relationships? You're talking about like intimate sexual stuff? What yeah. Are- how do I like say those relationships? Family and? Um, sexual intimate? I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> And they weren't using Romantic. drugs. Romantic. Oh, there it is. There it is. Ha. Huh. It was a rough week for school for me this mm. week. I mean, my. All those brain bullet. cells, they're done. Um, there's a study that's been doing out of Harvard that started in 1938, and it's still going. And they find a positive relationship um, between doing chores as a family and good work ethnic and or ethnic. <laughs> Jesus God. Not ethnic. Ethic. Ethnic work. Ethic. Remember, I've only had two sips of this beer. I'm gonna start pounding it. <laughs> and that they are more likely to think like a team player. Chores decrease the risk of drugs and alcohol abuse. They decrease the risk of behavioral problems, increase social engagement, increase positive mental health, and increase family um, cohesion. And this was regardless. I always want to say this because yeah, this is a chicken or an egg thing. This is regardless of income, family education. That's not what I mean. I mean, if you're a family that pushes something like chores and responsibility, you've got a lot of other parenting factors at play. Kind of. It's not like clean your room and you won't have opioid use disorder like th- there's a lot of kind yes. of cushions around that you know and what there's i mean like models that we can do like linear like regression and certain models you can do that will account for some of this yes absolutely is it the chicken or the egg is it the fact that a family institutes chores that c- create it or not however i'm gonna make this little bit of an argument in the fact that 
I do think it's the actual act of having a responsibility within the family to be a part of the family that does make a difference. Understanding it's, shared, it's a healthy family, it's too. a shared responsibility. But yeah. they can see it. They even see it in families where they're single parents, which they, oh, yeah, they normally don't do as well. Yeah. They can see it. So, like, it's a shared responsibility. Now, where they... The dep- you know, I'm not, they have positive, it, like, increases in health, mental health. Like, there may be some negatives. But all I'm trying to say is that, like, they do see that this shared responsibility um, does create a better, like, or more likelihood of these positives later in life. I think now, that there, there's, is, there is some <clears throat> downsides, but we'll get into all that. So, I think it's ownership, too. So, let me ask you this question. Why? Because I think we have, I think we have different... Uh, answers to this why do you think chores are important like why do you have your kids do chores well i have my kids do chores because i tell them that we are a family and as a family we need to like all have be responsible for different areas of the family so like my my thought is that and I tell them, I alone cannot care for you by myself. I need everyone to be a part of this team. Mm-hmm. So we do chores because, in my opinion, I like the satisfaction of a clean house. Ugh, I me like, too, girl. I love like it. When we have dinners together and we all clean together and we have the music going, I like that bonding time. Also, I like that... It is not just my responsibility to clean the house, that that we are a family in this. Mm -hmm. And that they're not haphazardly just throwing things around without understanding the consequence to it. Um, That's what I like about chores is just that it feels more that my my kids are... I think kids need responsibility and that they need to have something to hang their hats on. And if all we do is allow kids just to be quote-unquote kids, because they can't be kids for very long, they're not learning (laughs) that like... Yes, it is great to have a good life and have a good time, but like we also need to do things for the betterment of the group. And the group in this sense is our family. So I do it because it makes our life easier and I enjoy doing chores with them and I want them to be a part of this family and me not resent that their rooms are always dirty and Mm -hmm. not resent, you know, and so that's why I do it. I don't, I agree with all that. I think actually those are all really good points and I found myself saying that to to my child uh, quite a bit which is you know we're a family and we help each other out mm-hmm. and uh, it's not mommy's do- job to do all this stuff it's not daddy's job to do all this stuff but I would add to that and something that I say out loud to Elise quite a bit and I'll say it to Rhett when he can comprehend it but um, we take care of the things that we have mm-hmm. and that sounds a bit materialistic and honestly if you hear that I'm okay with that I mean I don't mean it necessarily in that way but we work hard for the things that we have. Yeah, um, that's you know, like I, I like to have things in a certain order, and things cost money. And we're at least is at the age too where we're trying to help her understand that things do cost money, and things cost different amounts of money, and stuff just doesn't d- appear for you, mm-hmm. right? Like we work hard, and so. Uh, When it comes to like keeping a room clean or taking your shoes off when you come into the house or, you know, not destroying the backyard or uh, not throwing things around when you get a new toy, not breaking it immediately, Um, playing with certain things outside. Like today, Elise got like this slime kit for her birthday from her grandma. And I'm like, that's an outside toy. (laughs) And I know sometimes that gets a little it causes a rub because people are like some people are like, you know, well, 
kids should be able to explore and whatever and and i get yeah, it i, I think get I it of that yeah yes and so that's why i thought we'd be different in this because but i think you would lose this use the term laid back but for me my thing is like i work hard for the things that i have i think we should respect the things that we have and if you don't take care of the things that you have you they will break and you will not have them and you can't expect that someone would just make a new one reappear. Yeah. I mean, I think that you also have to remember that like I don't buy my kids a lot of stuff and nor do I allow a lot of people to buy my kids stuff. Like you guys have a lot more of when family. You, you, when you crack the code of not allowing your grandparents well, to buy their grandparents, you let me know because I wish that these juggers wouldn't bring all this crap in my house, but they sure do. Yeah. I think I just have different... Like, grandparents, right? Like, my mom and dad are not going to be massive about buying things if I tell them not to. And uh, my other, my in-laws are respectful of that. They buy them clothes. And we also don't buy a lot of things. But, you know, I think that's a little bit different from, like, chores in themselves. Like, what responsibility? What chores do you have Elise doing? Well, it's funny. And when did you start? Um... I think I started pretty young. It's it's interesting when you ask that because I wouldn't say that she has, well, now she does, but I can't put my thumb on something she had specifically from the time she was like three or four, but I do remember. So it's become, I would like to say, kind of a, a pattern of behavior where she just keeps her room clean mm-hmm. because I have, so I remember a, a specific time when she had a play date I want to say she was either three or four because we were in the other house and they wrecked her room. I mean, we're, y'all know playdates. Mm-hmm. We're talking and it was unnecessary. I mean, they did it just to wreck the room, which is fine. That's fine. Guess you had a pl- to clean exactly. it. And I'm not going to get bent out of shape. Your room is upside down. But I said to her, you're going to clean up this room. And sh- her go-to was always, well, I didn't do it. Can you help me? Well, you wanted to have a friend over. Yep. You had the friend over. And you let the friend. Because because this for this type of mess to happen in 60 minutes, y'all had a mission. <laughs> and I'm like, you let the friend go through and do all this. And you didn't say anything to advocate and be assertive for yourself, right? So now this is your room and you need to clean it up. And I'm going to tell you, that was a battle. It took like almost two hours and I put my foot down and I'm like no ma'am you are cleaning this room and from then on every play date she has they still have fun and they still play but she hasn't done that before but now the whole thing and that's why I started with the fish story is her responsibility is to feed the fish and every I would say the cat has brought the most consistent outside of just like putting her clothes away and cleaning her cleaning her room and hanging up her towel and putting up her shoes and her jacket and those sorts of things the cat every morning she gets up early about 10 minutes early before school she cleans out the litter box she feeds cat gives it water and at night before she goes to bed she does the same thing and i will say i've been rather impressed because she has like taken that on and i don't have to remind her a lot now i'll tell you when it comes to litter box like i don't i told her yesterday like i don't know what you're actually scooping out of here <laughs> because i clean this thing out a lot and i get about a pound of just feces so i don't know what you're scooping but she's scooping something because she's going through the little potty bags and i'm like you understand you have to get the urine too like it clumps up it's not just like do i see a turd i feel like she just gets one turd and she's like good 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 so that's her job yeah so 
What's interesting is that most kids do not have chores. Um, a study, it was a barn st- research study found that 82% of parents reported doing chores while they grew up, but only 28% assigned <laughs> chores. So the vast majority of kids do not have chores assigned. And when you look at why that is, they increased, um, they blamed increased academic pressure, overscheduling, phenom, the phenom. That's what it is. And screens. I was talking to your I don't class. even know what word you're saying. Phenom, like phenomenal. Like, oh. like it's, you know, the phenom. Oh, okay. I'm with yeah, you. Like, yeah. Like, we use it in my classes all the time at my doctorate program. And I'm always like, why do we say that? Why don't we just say, like, idea? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know why. But because anyway. Because it's a doctorate program. You need to it, anyway, use the bigger words. And, and screens, which to <laughs> me, you can eliminate screens. My children, um, we started chores very early on with both of them. I actually have a, a video of Meyer doing the laundry, and he's like 18 months. He's oh, like putting yeah. in there. It's so cute. Um, however, how many hours a week do you think Elise spends doing chores? Mm. This was an interesting study. I don't know. Not much. I mean, you think about the cat. That's maybe 20 minutes a day. And then she keeps her room clean. And then, like, we'll tell her. Like, I meant day, per day. I think they did it. No, it's per week. It's per week. I don't know. I mean, I'd say an average of like maybe 15 minutes a day. It, it, I would say probably because... So you translate that out to about two hours. Because every now and then like an we'll tell her to come up and clean the playroom. That's also her job is to clean. Mm-hmm. We call it the apartment. Clean up the apartment. That's her job too. In 1950s, it was seven hours. Oh, it ain't seven hours. And today it's less than an hour. A day? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, a week. Oh, no, Sorry, I would say it's more than a more than that a week, yeah. And then we always give her random jobs, too, you know? Yeah. My kids are always responsible to keep their uh, bedrooms clean. I, you know, we allowed them to, like, do the bedroom, you know, once a week. But then I, I was getting so frustrated because it gets so dirty during the week that now it's an everyday thing. They have to clean their own bathroom. They do their own laundry room. They're responsible for the playroom. And they're responsible to help us clean the kitchen after dinner however that one is not consistent because sometimes i don't feel like cleaning the kitchen so so this is another thing too is like a good thing to think about when you think about chores is like and i everything in parenting is a little it requires you to roll your sleeves up right yes because we were going to talk about that how do you get your kids to do chores well a lot of times it's just easier elise is a helper right she wants to help but but it makes it more work for me yes and so a lot of times i'm like you know what elise like i'll give her two or three directives and then i'll be like all right you're good because like just get out of my way as bad as that sounds yeah so i mean when we were going to translate like transition into how do you get kids to fight do chores without fighting i will say this Brittany and i have a lot of similarities in beliefs but we have a lot of like differences in personality okay so that is a huge a huge like idea to keep in this because what I can handle and my stress levels is different from Brittany, although our parenting and the way we believe is similar. So I do allow my children to do a lot of cleaning and I allow them to do a lot of cooking, knowing that what they are going to produce from that is will a mess. not be good. <laughs> And my idea is that, and it has gotten better over time without nagging and all that, they're going to learn how to do it through experience. And so when they do the do the dishes and stick it into the dishwasher, it's an absolute mess. It's all over the place. And I slowly, I don't say anything. I just correct it as we go. 
Um, a lot of times in this, so I'll go ahead and go into it. So one thing that we said was set a timer. My kids do great with the timer. Sometimes I'll play a song and be like, all right, see how much you can get done in this song. We'll play it twice. And then whatever you don't get done, I'll come in and help you after the song. And they do work really, really hard to do it. Now, if they don't work hard, I don't come in and help them, but they always, that works. And then a timer itself, whatever you can get clean over the next 15 minutes. Great. And if it looks good, you'll be done and I'll clean the rest. Allow for play while cleaning. So my children. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I tell Lisa to go clean her room or clean it's up the playroom. They will be in there for. I'm not. One day it was four hours. I mean, because it's like yeah, they get so just talk about distractibility. Yes. I mean, they just get so distracted with all of the things. And you know what? I allow it to happen. They're, yeah, they're whatever. Entertained for four hours. Four yeah. hours to clean the playroom, well, and the playroom got cleaned. I it's do not think on my we schedule. We do this sim- similarly. It's like, it's like once this is done, you can do this. Yes. So I don't care how long it takes. You're just not gonna. Do it. We're just not until, doing anything else until I mean, it's that's done. how, you know, Elise takes her, she washes her hair, she takes showers independently now, which for a girl takes a little bit more because yeah. you've got to do the shampoo and she's got long curly hair, which means she's really got to do the conditioner right or it's a rat's nest because uh-huh. she only washes her hair twice a week. So this takes a long time and she gets in the shower and she farts around and she talks to herself and sometimes she brings Barbie doll in there and it's all thing. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. You know, we just start, we start really early before bedtime and natural consequence, if the water goes cold, yep. it goes cold, but like get it done. Yep. The other thing is, is do it with them. So I will say this, this works really, really well. However, I make a compromise with my children is, i.e., I will help you clean your playroom. I have no problems, but I will need you to turn around and then help me clean the living room or help me clean the bedroom. Or sometimes I say, while you're cleaning that, I'm I'm always cleaning while they're cleaning yeah. because I want it to be a team, but I do do it with them. They tend to do better. However, I then say, all right, I need you to help me now in here. I have very little problems getting my children to help me clean if I'm willing to do it with them. Yeah. Elise did used to have a chore, now that I'm remembering, but that vacuum cleaner broke. We used to have her vacuum the stairs. It was oh, we had God, like a little yeah, it was did. terrible. We had a hair we had like Ooh. a handheld vacuum it broke though. And you know what she does? I ask her quite a bit to clean up the living room like Rhett's toys because it's only his toys down there. And you know, it's very minimal uh, complaining, but I I will be transparent. If Elise ever complains about chores, I do get on her pretty quickly because I have a problem with it. And the reason why I have a problem with it is I draw her attention real quick to the fact of how much we do for her. Yeah. And 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 it's at the she spends a lot of her time doing what she wants to do, doing fun things. Now, Elise does work hard in school. She makes great grades. She works hard on her music and that sort of thing. But, you know, if she starts to complain, I say to her, "Elise, you spend 90% of your week doing the things you want to do." We are a family. We work together. When mommy and daddy ask you to do something, I'm not asking you to do too much. I always, how I take care of a lot of that is I say, I expect this room to be clean until it's clean. We're not going to do anything else. And like Brian had them do it yesterday when I was at school all day. And that's fine. Friday's our movie night. And so if the if the room is not cleaned in time for movie night, Sorry. it's a natural consequence. I don't even need to lay it down for them. Like, you know, it's like, this is the expectation then if and and I was gonna say that give a little bit of wiggle room so sometimes like when there's a chore that needs to be done I will say to my kids like hey I need you guys to do your laundry and Graham's like I really don't want to do it right now can I do it tomorrow I'm like absolutely but you it has can to do be it. done 
you better believe it but has what's to funny be about Elise now, is Elise some, will do it up front because she doesn't want to worry about it Graham Graham will put it to the next day and if he gets up and tells him he's not going to do it I'm like we are we are a family of our word I will say this the the chore that you give so there is research to talk about some backlash and I just want to bring this out a little bit the the chore that you give them has to be age appropriate of course this is massive. And you also have the have to have the expectation of their ability to do it. Mm-hmm. They find research on middle schoolers that when the chores were excessive, so more than seven hours a week, or the parent was um, authoritative about that chore, that they found a regression in school. They weren't doing as well socially, like in a social. So there is a balance to it. Now, I do think that that's with everything in life. If you are getting browbeated for trying really hard to do something and then you don't do it, it makes you not want to do well in other areas. I do think that this is just an example of like a job and a chore. But I do say that it has to be age appropriate. And if it's not age appropriate, like it's not age appropriate for my children to do the dishes. Yeah. But I'm allowing them to do it. And I'm aware that the dishwasher is not going to look good. So I'm not going to become angry when my five-year-old hasn't put the bowls in the right area. I'm going to rearrange that. So I just wanted to say that because there is the backside of all of this, which is chores are great. Doing them are great. It helps them learn team unity. It makes them be a part of the family. Being a part of the family and having responsibility is good for children. However, if we take it too far and go to an authoritative way where you're like, you know, screaming at them for doing it wrong. Clearly, there's also the yeah, of that. of course. And and withstanding all that, I mean, you you kind of open this up as how do you get your kids to do chores? I mean, you know, sometimes I'm a hard knock parent, and sometimes, and, sometimes if, I and if too. I say it, it goes. So yep. if I've told you that you need to clean up this room, if you told me in the morning you're going to do it, you're doing it in the morning. Well, and if I tell you it's time to do it right now, in yeah. ten minutes at least, we're going to clean this room. You're going to clean the room in ten minutes. Yes. I mean, that's just I'm the parent, and that's that's what it says. And that's how life works. And, and I'm telling you too, I'm telling it out of love, out of a parent who loves you very much, who, who makes sure all your needs are met, and you have a lot of fun. So when I'm telling you to clean your room, you don't clean your room. Yeah, expectations and meeting those expectations are a part of life. But you know, I'm laughing about this because I remember, and in my perception is probably skewed, but I remember when I was a kid growing up, man, my job was to fold the clothes. And I was bitter about it because my I had to fold everybody's clothes. Everybody in the house. That was my job to fold the clothes. And my mom would just come into my room. And I had like this little couch in my room. Like a little mini love seat. And she would just dump the laundry basket of unfolded clothes on my couch. And when I tell you, it pissed me off so much. And I was in high school. I wasn't a kid. I was like, you know. You're at the age to get pissed. I remember it at one point. And what I hated, and upon reflection, it really jives with my personality. What I hated about it was how it was so unpredictable. And I remember going to my parents at one point and being like, because because one day it was the laundry, and they'd be like, Brittany, you need to clean your bathroom. You, you need to vacuum the floors, all this stuff. And it, I would hate it because it was always spurred on me. Yeah. And I'm a planner. And I remember going to my parents, and I'd be like, can y'all just give me like a schedule of like, what days you want me to do stuff when? Because I'm having a hard time with the amb- and ambiguous. That, and they wouldn't do it. Oh. Because their thing was like, you're a part of this family. You should just be able to help us. But it, what it came down to was they didn't really understand my personality type. Because I'm going to tell you, to this day, my mom is a... And people have different styles in their family. But my mom does laundry consistently throughout the week. 
I don't, she's always doing a load of clothes, right? It's just like a routine for her. I do laundry on one day, one day a week. I do laundry, and that's laundry day. And then the rest of the week, I'm not worried about it. Well, and I think you bring up a really, really good point, which is know your child. So they do talk about chore charts um, and how some kids thrive in chore charts. Love a chore chart. And you would have done well with that. I would have have given you one. Um, Well, I never got one. I don't know that either of my kids, Meyer may end up asking for a chore chart, but that was another thing that they said is that like on this day, this is what's expected on this day. Like I'm like your mom, which is like, if it needs to get done, it needs to get done. And I have Graham who's very laid back. So he's like, fine, mom, whatever. But I wasn't laid back. But Meyer is a scheduler. So we may end up going to that, but that is a really good point when people are children are individuals and when they're young we like to relate them like oh they're just like me or they're just like their dad but they are individuals person yeah and they're all their own person and what you ultimately want is for them to be a part of this family and to get things done and so to work with them and understand who they are will really go a long way in making it not be a fight because there was studies that talk about the constant fighting with chores having a negative effect yeah so you don't want to be constantly fighting and i will say that you can't achieve it my kids are five and seven and we don't fight about chores we really don't i mean when they need to be done they need to be done mm-hmm. but sometimes you might and that would be okay well you know? yeah like, of course there's times but you know it's been instilled so you know it just i that was a really good point think about the child and think mm-hmm. about how would they want you to come at them with the chores now how would you want it i'm laid and some back of it could be a negotiation too like yeah. as long as it's getting I'm laid done back. you can throw something at me i'm fine but if but my husband he likes just, his little checklist well, same i like a routine too yep, so he likes his little checklist all things to think about anyways in conclusion in conclusion thanks for listening to today's episode if you'd like to give us topic feedback or provide your own suggestions just tell us or tell us your own funny stories you can reach out to us at slightly crunchy momcast you can also follow us on instagram we post weekly reminders and new episodes reminders of new episodes and some funny stuff just to make you laugh at slightly crunchy until next week take care i have a can (laughs) bye